0: If you know it's time to get out, and your friends tell you not to head to the range, well, they ain't friends at all. It's high noon for Tuesday, October 26, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator, or join the discussion thread at t.me I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter, at I'm your moderator. The Substack is i'myourmoderator.substack.com, and the merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com/slash-cancel-couture. Today is the 279th day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by. The half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You have such amazing judgment that you knew in order to be a good person You had to put the worst people in the world in charge of everything, and you sort of did it. So, again, congratulations. If you are the sort of person who is reading the news day to day or paying attention really at all for the last 10 months, you may have come to the point where you realize that whatever social credit you thought you were acquiring by publicly and incessantly protesting against Donald Trump at every opportunity, it simply is no longer enough to continue defending what you've done. Well, you have an opportunity to redeem yourself. And you do that by migrating back to America. It's really simple. All you have to do is let go of all those stupid and evil communist ideas that led you to the point you're at now, make amends with all the people who you've shamed and bullied and censored and tried to get fired from their jobs, and then migrate back. We will receive you with open arms because we want all Americans to be involved with the project of American liberty and self-governance. It actually will eventually Help us to have you on our side. We do want that. So despite the fact that I may mock and ridicule you, we still want you to turn it around and migrate back to America. And the thing is, the mocking and the ridicule, those are actually preferable to having the evil and hatred from your side reciprocated. So in some sense, you should be thankful. And if you realize that, migrate back. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Tuesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello commies. Welcome to the show. Not sure how you found it, but I'm glad you did. Now, the thing is commies, it's already been a very difficult week for you and it's only midday Tuesday. The reason it's been so difficult is because one of your heroes is taking the fall he should have taken decades ago when people in the truth community were trying to warn everyone else about what this malignant little demon, Anthony Fauci, was doing during the AIDS crisis. And I will leave that discussion for another show, but it's time to address who this person actually is. Now, I've been calling Anthony Fauci a Nazi doctor for over a year at this point. It became exceedingly obvious to me in probably May of 2020 that encouraging lockdowns was the greatest scientific, moral, and political failure in the history of humanity, and it would cause untold suffering, the likes of which the world has never seen. And that is exactly what we are seeing. The masks are a part of that, of course. The vaccines are the death blow, the ultimate goal in all of that. And those are absolutely terrible. But what may be worse and more devastating is the fact that so many people in this country and around the world have gone along with every single bit of it because they chose to put their faith in Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci t-shirts, Anthony Fauci throw pillows, America's doctor, the oracle of science. And now Anthony Fauci's evil is being exposed for the first time in the mainstream the way it has been exposed to people outside of the mainstream for a very long time. And again, I was not one of those people who knew what Anthony Fauci was up to years and years ago. I was not one of those people who knew what Anthony Fauci was up to two years ago. But when I saw that little liar Lying constantly on television and obviously lying, obviously lying. It became immediately clear who this person was. The coronavirus response from the public health community as guided by Anthony Fauci was never at any time about saving lives. Anthony Fauci, for instance, knew that hydroxychloroquine worked. He wrote about hydroxychloroquine's response to SARS coronaviruses decades ago, 15 years ago at least. He knew that ivermectin worked. There's a reason that these drugs have been hidden and the studies and the discussion of them censored and a campaign launched to discredit them because those drugs could have immediately ended the problem of the pandemic and a whole lot of other health problems as well. And we're finding that out. And that's a glorious advancement for humanity. It is a very, very good thing to not be blind to what the public health community does hand in hand with Big Pharma. Whatever excuses have been made for them over the years are simply wrong and invalid. The amount of good they do is nowhere close to the amount of harm they inflict in the name of profit. So if you've been paying attention, you might think that I'm going to talk about Anthony Fauci torturing dogs. And I will talk about that. But not just yet. Because that's not the only bad thing Anthony Fauci funds. And again, this is not. New information. It's just hitting a critical mass in the mainstream media for the first time. This is from yesterday in the Daily Mail. NIH is now accused of spending a hundred million dollars of taxpayers' money on torturing lab monkeys with acid and snakes. DeSantis leads call for Fauci to quit after he was revealed to have funded horrific testing on beagles. Now, I like Ron DeSantis. I'm glad Ron DeSantis said what he said, but there's no reason why Ron DeSantis didn't know this months ago when the reporting first came out about the dogs. And if he didn't know about it, then it's hard to hold him accountable for it, except that he should have known. This is the sort of information that people in power, in political power, need to be acquiring when it is first out, all right? I don't like when politicians are guided by public opinion only once the media has publicized the information. Politicians in their positions are meant to be leaders. They are meant to have access to information and be able to act on that information. They should not need the mainstream media to catch up to the facts months and months later, which is why, as I've said on this podcast before, I'm not terribly impressed with what Rand Paul has accomplished in bringing down Anthony Fauci. All of this could have been done well over a year ago, but my goal right now is not to go after Ron DeSantis or Rand Paul. So let's just head to the article. This is Natasha Anderson, uh, yesterday in the afternoon from the dailymail.com. The National Institutes of Health has been condemned for torturing monkeys with acid toy snakes and rubber spiders for research. After it was revealed, Dr. Anthony Fauci had approved funding horrific experiments on beagles. Watchdog, the White Coat Waste Project, first accused the NIH of conducting bizarre psychological experiments on monkeys back in december 2019 revealing that the experiments had cost taxpayers nearly a hundred million dollars just since 2007 and have been continuously funded for over 40 years it reemerged the day after fauci director of the nih's national institutes for allergies and infectious diseases was condemned for funding experiments which saw beagles left in the desert for flies to eat them the wcw first unveiled the monkey experiment in december 2019 Announcing a lawsuit after the NIH reportedly refused to provide them with videos and other materials related to wasteful and bizarre psychological experiments on primates. The organization alleges that the experiments have cost nearly $100 million just since 2007. Since released video footage of the testing showed distraught primates chained in tiny cages as researchers surprised them with rubber spiders and mechanical snakes, objects they instinctively fear, to observe their reactions. The NIH scientists then removed portions of their brains and destroyed them with acid to intentionally worsen the primate's fear. In a video, a callous NIH white coat can be heard joking, where the hell is the dancing monkey, after one of the tests on the terrified monkey's ends, the WCW report states. The videotaped experiments, according to the group, took place at the National Institutes of Mental Health in Bethesda, Maryland, and have cost taxpayers over $16 million since 2007 and $1.7 million in 2019 alone. The 2019 report resurfaced Monday as Dr. Anthony Fauci faces public outcry after the WCW revealed over the weekend that his division of the NIH, the NIAID, spent millions conducting cruel and painful experiments on beagle puppies. And I'm going to skip down here. And by the way, this Daily Mail article has the most typos of any article I've ever read in a mainstream outlet. It's unbelievable. As a result of the WCW's investigation, Congress directed the NIH to commission an independent study by the National Academies on their intramural primate testing and modern alternatives to this type of testing. The government organization had to report its efforts to reduce and replace the primate testing by the end of 2020. And this is absolutely sick. Now, to be clear, this is the NIH. Fauci is at the NIAID. So this one is not directly tied to Fauci the way the other ones are. But this is still Francis Collins, the director of the NIH, who works hand in hand with Anthony Fauci. This is the American public health community. This is what the science actually says and does. All right. They justify these experiments by saying that it's science and that's supposed to be good enough. We're going to learn something from these experiments. And whatever we learn will be so important that one day it might save humanity. Now, you might ask, hey, is humanity worth saving if we have stripped ourselves of our humanity? And I would say, hey, that's a very interesting philosophical question. To which I would respond, thank God not all of humanity is this way. And what did they think that they were going to learn by torturing monkeys? The parallel would be to humans, right? I mean, if we're doing science to save humans and we are experimenting on animals with the idea that whatever we're doing, could be applicable in some way to the betterment of the human condition, then where exactly does this experiment fit into that paradigm? Do we really need to know in a lab setting that doing things to torture sentient beings and horrify them will actually torture and horrify them? That seems to be pretty damn obvious already. And that's leaving aside the amount of taxpayer money that was spent on these experiments. We are constantly hearing about how the communists need money to save this person and save that person and do this and do that. Everything, always. Spend more money, that's how we fix problems. We're going to give money to these people, problem solved. Places like this, Or where that money's going. What does $100 million look like for community colleges, for instance? That's one of the Democrats' big priorities, isn't it? What does $100 million look like for starving children? Nope. Gotta torture monkeys. Where would we be without torturing monkeys? For the last, I guess it's what, 19, almost 20 months now? that we've been involved with this coronavirus nonsense. We have been hearing that you have to trust the scientists. You have to trust the science. You have to trust the public health community. These are the people who are looking out for our best interests, and we can't question that. We cannot question what their motivations are. If they're wrong, hey, the science just evolved. You can't blame them. We're not allowed to question their motivations. We have to assume that because they're scientists, because there's a PhD or an MD next to their name, they must be good. Their goal must be to save humans down the line somewhere, I guess. But no, that's absolutely not who they are. Anyone that can justify stuff like this, On the basis of scientific discovery, possesses a cruelty so extreme that it is hard to still consider them human because their humanity is gone. Let's go on. This is from Town Hall. This is June 20th, 2021. So, again, that's four plus months ago now. And I talked about this on the show back then. This is from Town Hall. It was published all over, but Fauci granted more than half of NIH's funding of aborted fetal research. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, has been discovered to have granted the majority of the federal funds awarded to the University of Pittsburgh by the National Institute of Health for research involving aborted fetuses. David DeLyden, project lead and founder of the center for medical progress told town hall that in 2019 alone, Fauci's office awarded the university of Pittsburgh, $61 million of the $109 million that they received from the NIH for research that included attaching the scalps of aborted fetuses onto the backs of lab rats and mice, an experiment that would not be feasible without the violation of state laws. Man, that's strange. In order to get the intact fetal scalps in the recent Pittsburgh study funded by Fauci's NIAID, the Planned Parenthood abortion doctors supplying the Pitt Tissue Bank would have needed to use illegal partial birth abortions to extract the fetal head's whole, enough to yield usable scalps, Deliden told Town Hall. Unless the consent forms told the pregnant patients their babies would be scalped to stitch onto lab rats, the consents are almost certainly invalid through fraudulent omissions. I mean, it's gross that anyone can even be asked to consent to that. But aside from that, again, we talked about this last week when I was discussing Virginia governor, uh, the Klansman or blackface guy, Ralph Northam, who is for partial birth abortions. And here you see what partial birth abortions are for. Okay? I know that that is a kind of jarring way to have put it. That a partial birth abortion is not for the sake of the abortion, for the sake of the mother, for the sake of the mother's health. It is for a secondary reason. And I think I discussed this uh, in regard to the Project Veritas findings that the fetal cell tissue was used in the development and testing of the vaccines. When there is an incentive, when there is a, I got, I hate to call it market, but market need for aborted fetuses, you will get more aborted fetuses. People respond to incentives. That is a basic law of economics. And as you might imagine, partial birth abortions are more rare than early term abortions. So there would be a higher price on this fetal tissue. And we can see a whole lot of money going to work with this sort of fetal tissue. Pregnant patients are required under law to give consent for research involving their aborted fetuses. According to the NIH, the methods and procedures of an abortion are prohibited from being altered in order to obtain research material, such as intact baby scalps. A quid pro quo trade for an aborted fetus is also not permitted under applicable law. Since 2016, the University of Pittsburgh was granted more than $1.4 million in NIH funding to support a distribution hub for aborted fetal body parts. The school's grant application alleges that the quantity of fetuses they have access to through this hub can be, quote, significantly ramped up. Man, this stuff is just hard to read. A grant funded by the NIAID in 2019, worth $430,000, was awarded to the university for fetal research that involved the use of mice and rats to grow the scalps of the aborted fetuses. Photographs show baby scalps with baby hairs on the back of lab rats. In April, the NIH reversed a policy implemented during the Trump administration in 2019 that restricted research conducted using fetal matter. The Trump era restrictions barred government scientists from taking part in fetal research and grant proposals sent to the NIH by academic institutions were required to undergo a review by an ethics advisory board to determine if the research should be funded. Pro-life advocates are demanding Fauci be removed from his post as NIAID director for his role in funding illegal procedures with Students for Life of America president Kristen Hawkins telling Town Hall that Americans are, quote, entitled to an NIAID director who is committed to medical ethics and the rule of law. The fact that his office approved so much taxpayer funding of this gruesome inhuman research raises serious questions about the integrity of the NIAID as a whole. The reputation of the NIAID is in serious question, and that is directly tied to Fauci's leadership or lack thereof, end quote. Delighton pointed out that Fauci's NIAID office is responsible for ensuring research experiments utilizing aborted fetal tissue are ethical and in accordance with all laws and regulations, which the NIAID did not confirm was done. However, in a virtual hearing with the House Appropriations Committee, Fauci told Representative Andy Harris that the research involving fetal tissue was conducted under appropriate guidelines and oversight, which delight said set his grounds for perjury, as he alleges that fetal research projects at Pitt had no supervision. And again, I know I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. I hope that everybody has seen it by now. The NIH released a letter last week that basically confirmed that gain-of-function research was done in the Wuhan lab and was funded by Fauci and Collins, except, of course, it's Peter Daschak and the EcoHealth Alliance, the nonprofit led by Peter Daschak, that makes these as subgrants. So it wasn't Fauci funding the Wuhan gain-of-function experiments directly. No, he would never do that. He would always make sure to put a middleman in so that there was a fall guy that he could take down so he never got in trouble. That's the situation with that. And Fauci perjured himself in a Senate hearing as well on that. Anthony Fauci has no problem lying to Congress and the American public. See, this is one of those things that is really, really frustrating when you're trying to navigate this with communists and redeemable communists even. This just is who Anthony Fauci is, all right? Like, there's not a good guy there who's done some bad things. It is only a bad guy there who does not think he has to answer to anyone. He has higher powers behind him. He has the global communist enterprise behind him. He has a whole lot of big money interests behind him. And, you know, he's probably got some more evil stuff backing this up behind him as well. And so he doesn't answer to the American people and he does not answer to the government people elect. Anthony Fauci answers to very, very few people and none of them are you. And none of them are the people you put in office. He does not care about that. There is enough money behind him. There is enough power behind him. There is enough corruption behind him to protect him. All right? That's the thing you have to understand in this whole broader picture. We see this in every aspect of the society. We know all these wrong, bad, evil things are happening, and we can't achieve justice. Because the system has built itself out. They have infiltrated everything. They have their people at every level of public power in our society. So who is going to hold these people accountable? Ultimately, it will have to be the people because the people have to rise up and take out every single ounce of corrupt power that keeps this system in place. That is the only way. And yes, it's harder and it takes longer and it's far less satisfying until the end, all right? I know a lot of people are uh, kind of getting depressed about how long this is taking and I have those moments as well. This is taking a really, really long time and we can see everything out in the open. But I've said before, if you're trying to take out an entire criminal organization, you don't go after the people at the bottom and just arrest all them and tell everybody, hey, we got them, we got them, no worries. Like, Peter Dashak from Eco Health Alliance, he's going to go down. But if he were to go down immediately, and then the public just moves on and believes there's nothing wrong now, oh, we got the one bad guy. So I guess everything's cool. By the way, you can see this. This is what the media and Anthony Fauci are trying to execute right now. They want to hang Peter Dashak out to dry, and they hope that that will be good enough for everyone in the public. Everybody will just stop talking about it and it'll go away. That's their goal. So taking out Peter Dashak is not the end goal. And you can't just do that and let the momentum subside we got to get the whole thing, which means that it's going to take longer and it's going to be more frustrating and it's going to feel like justice is never going to come. But this is how people ultimately wake up and rise up. What's happening right now with the Anthony Fauci story is powerful. PETA is asking for Anthony Fauci to be punished for this. The solution isn't to black pill and assume that nothing is ever going to happen. The solution is to push harder, knowing that the truth is on our side. You got to do it. Back to the article. Fauci's comments echoed the University of Pittsburgh's comments to the College Fix last month in which Kevin Joseph Swick, a university spokesperson, said that they follow, quote, all laws and regulations governing fetal tissue research, end quote. Beatrice Chen, vice chair of the... Pitt in an institutional review board is responsible for supervising the research experiments at the university that use aborted fetal tissue however as she is also the planned parenthood medical director in charge of the abortions in pittsburgh chen has a conflict of interest which deliden highlighted there is no separation between the research demand and the abortion practice in any of the pittsburgh fetal tissue projects as required by federal regulations deliden said of the vested interest Man, that's so weird that the Planned Parenthood person would ever lie. Let's remember, by the way, that Planned Parenthood was started by a woman named Margaret Sanger, who was a eugenicist and an unabashed white supremacist, a real white supremacist, not a person with a red hat carrying a flag. Delighton said that due to Fauci's funding and the disputed supervision of the fetal experiments, lawmakers should press the NIAID director about his involvement in the aborted fetal research at Pitt in order to understand the practices employed by the federal government's top health expert. Dr. Fauci should be brought in front of Congress again to answer specific questions under oath about what he and his department knew and when they knew it about the barbaric experiments on aborted infants at the University of Pittsburgh and what. Appropriate oversight means to them for experiments on aborted human fetuses. Delighton told town hall. Fauci's NIAID office did not respond to multiple requests for comment from town hall. That's weird, isn't it? Shouldn't they want to respond? Shouldn't they want to get their side of the narrative out there? And the answer for them is no. Why is the answer? No. Why wouldn't they want to answer when this is what's being said about them if they didn't do anything wrong? Shouldn't they want to lay all their cards on the table and be like, listen, you're accusing us of some really horrifying stuff. And I just want to say that we were doing everything above board. And here is the proof. That would be the most natural thing to do. Instead, they hope that what they can do is have the media cover for them and social media cover for them. These posts, this article can all be censored. It can all be pushed to the side. They'll run some random fact check that disputes something that is irrelevant to the overriding claim, and then they will simply never address it. They will marginalize anyone talking about it, call them a conspiracy theorist, and people will believe that. Because people still have the absolutely stone cold, retarded notion that if something was really happening, the media would tell them that is the most child brained communist idea afflicting our culture right now. Perhaps it is unreal that knowing there is a censorship regime active and present in our society, you can still be confused about whether or not the media is going to tell you things that harm their narrative. But yet, seemingly educated, intelligent, good people still think that thought is valid. Oh, you know, if something was this bad, CNN would have told me. Oh, yeah. Who on CNN is going to tell you that? Don Lemon, after saying Fauci is a god for a year and a half, is going to come out and be like, oh, yeah, well, Fauci tortured dogs. Of course not. He can't even talk about the subject until they basically uh, A-B test a response that people seem to accept. They'll just ignore it. That's their strategy. People have to see this. They don't respond to problems any longer. They ignore them so that other people can speak on their behalf and pretend the problem doesn't exist. Leaving enough doubt that all of us will just be angry and dejected and all of the communists will be like, yeah, that's not real. And so people ignore it for a while and they get three or four months down the line. They get six months down the line, a couple years down the line. No one ever does anything. Everyone forgets about it. And they just continue on doing the same heinous bullshit that they've been doing the entire time. This is who Anthony Fauci is. A 2017 investigation by the Department of Justice and FBI looked into the exchange of human fetal tissue donated to Pitt and elsewhere for research purposes by women who received abortions. The investigation resumed a probe into Planned Parenthood that occurred the previous year. Last year, 28 GOP senators called on the DOJ and FBI to investigate the extent of Planned Parenthood's involvement in fetal tissue sales, the abortion providers, infanticide accusations and its alleged abuse of taxpayer paycheck protection program loans. DeLydon said that, quote, The increasing public awareness of these injustices demands transparency and accountability under the law, end quote. The CMP founder has had his credibility questioned in the past by, among others, Pennsylvania State Rep. Dan Frankel during last month's hearing and the University of Pittsburgh in a statement to the college fix to which Deliden said their critique is not about him, but rather the practices he is exposing. This is not about me. It's about the facts I am reporting from the admitted words and documented writings of abortion industry leaders and government-sponsored academics, Daleiden told Town Hall. People who are paying attention are questioning the credibility of people like Rep. Frankel and Dr. Fauci when they defend partial birth abortions and baby scalping, end quote. And hey, commies, all right, I get where you're coming from. I used to be there. Not in times like these, that's for damn sure. But... I used to understand where you were coming from. I used to be able to make all of the arguments you make, okay? And I probably made them much, much, much better than you do. It is time to stop giving these people the benefit of the doubt, all right? At the end of all those arguments, you eventually have to throw your hands up and say, there is no way another human could do that. Humans are not capable of this magnitude of evil. That is what the ultimate argument is On your side, commies and redeemable commies, I understand you think that makes sense. You think that there is no way anyone could do this. So therefore, no one has done it. All right. You do that at the same time that you understand that Nazis were real, that medieval torture practices were real, that cannibalism is real, that pedophilia is real. You know, these things are real. Why don't you understand that the people on your team are the ones doing them? Okay, that is the final piece you are missing. It is a necessary piece of the puzzle that you must finally accept. And here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. This is from PolitiFact. NIH helped fund research involving donated fetal tissue, but Fauci was not directly involved. Social media posts have accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of purchasing severed heads of aborted babies and grafting their scalps onto lab rats. That statement, as we just learned, is 100% factual. They are basically going to try to explain that Anthony Fauci didn't go to Planned Parenthood, pick up the scalps himself, take them over to the lab rats and put them on the rats. That's basically their angle. Here we go. The headline of an article on the conservative website Gateway Pundit reads, Dr. Fauci is funding gruesome University of Pittsburgh studies skinning scalps off of aborted babies and growing them on lab rats. The website published a video that says the university appears to have an agreement with Planned Parenthood to obtain fetal tissues. Again, all of that is true. An article from the Center for Medical Progress, an organization that has posed as researchers. Oh, no. What a horrific human crime that is. These people, man, to secretly record encounters with Planned Parenthood in the past, claimed that, quote, local Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania abortion providers and, quote, supplied the fetal tissue. While the claims reference a real study, they misleadingly characterize Fauci's relationship to the research, incorrectly link the study to Planned Parenthood and falsely claim fetal tissues were purchased. These claims emerged following the discovery of research conducted by scientists at the University of Pittsburgh. The paper, published in September 2020, entitled Development of Humanized Mouse and Rat Models with Full Thickness, Human Skin and Autologous Immune Cells, has become the focus of scrutiny and criticism. Well, I mean, the name of the study pretty much says it clearly. What's true, according to PolitiFact? The research aimed to create mouse and rat models with human skin, along with autologous lymphoid tissues and autologous immune cells for the purpose of potentially providing, quote, a means of studying the human immune response to infection in the human skin. Okay. So they are saying that the scalps were put on the rats and mice because they wanted to study the human response. So they had to take a part of a human and put it on the rat. It's so important that they do this. The use of the term humanized mice in medical research isn't uncommon. It refers to immunodeficient mice engrafted with functional human cells and tissues, according to other research on the topic. Studies describe the process as increasingly important for studies of infectious diseases and cancer, an alternative to in vitro studies with human tissues and non-human primates for the study of human immunobiology. According to the paper that this claim appears to be referencing, researchers co-engrafted immunodeficient mice and rats with fetal skin, autologous fetal lymphoid tissues, and autologous fetal liver-derived hematopoietic stem cells. Fetal tissue refers to tissue or cells obtained from a human embryo or fetus, quote, after a spontaneous or induced abortion or after stillbirth, end quote. And guess which one they use? Unreal. According to a Congressional Research Service report, autologous means the tissues have been collected from the same specimen. In the ethical approval section of the University of Pittsburgh study, the researchers reported that the human fetal tissues used were Quote, at the gestational age of 18 to 20 weeks, end quote, and quote, were obtained from medically or elective indicated termination of pregnancy, end quote. The researchers also said that all maternal donors provided written consent. We know that's not true. PolitiFact is reporting that the researchers said that, okay, they're not discovering whether or not The researchers are telling the truth. They're only saying researchers said that, and that is supposed to be good enough for you to accept it. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt because they are the science. After the grafts, scientists monitored the rodents for weeks and documented the developments with photos, some of which have been shared online. Some of the photos show human hair growing alongside mouse fur. Ultimately, the researchers concluded that the rodents support the development of full thickness human skin, autologous immune cells, and autologous lymphoid tissues, and that they, quote, support human skin infection, end quote, when injected with it. The finding, quote, could provide a platform for studying human skin infections, end quote, the paper said. Oh, it could provide a platform. Gosh, that will be so wonderful. Because before this, we were all dying. The research was at least partially supported by various branches of the NIH, according to the paper's acknowledgement section. Researchers indicated that two divisions of the NIH, the NIAID and the Fogarty International Center, supported the study. And of course, the NIAID is run by Dr. Fauci, so they've kind of admitted that part now. The NIAID funding, about $235,000 in 2019 supported four separate studies that collectively aimed to, quote, create a novel animal model with human tissues and organ system to address critical knowledge gaps, end quote, in Staphylococcus aureus disease, such as MRSA. The NIH funding database describes Staphylococcus aureus disease as, quote, a major cause of morbidity in the United States, end quote, end quote, a major public health threat, end quote, because it has a high probability of being severe and is increasingly drug resistant. Oh, okay. So the science doesn't work is what you're saying. The science we have now doesn't work for this problem. I wonder if the science in performing that science and the treatments that we're using are actually making the problem worse. Huh? It's hard to tell from this. The Fogarty International Center funding came from a pool of about $303,500 in 2019 that supported several efforts to train Indian healthcare professionals and research scientists, according to the NIH's funding database. The funding ultimately supported seven published studies, of which this was one. Fogarty International Center provided support for scientists from uh, Hyderabad, India to receive Research training to develop skills to combat HIV and AIDS, TB, and other infectious diseases through a partnership with the University of Pittsburgh, the Fogarty International Center said in a statement to PolitiFact. The India-based uh, LEPRA Society is a 90-year-old non-governmental organization providing healthcare services to rural populations of India inflicted with TB, leprosy, HIV, and malaria. Oh, I'm sure they're doing magnificent work. What's false? Claims that Planned Parenthood sub- supplied the fetal tissues used in the experiment are false, according to the study. Researchers indicated that the fetal tissues were donated, obtained through pregnancies terminated at the McGee Women's Hospital of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, working with the university's health sciences tissue bank. Kevin Zwick, a p- spokesperson for the University of Pittsburgh, said the university, quote, does not obtain tissues from Planned Parenthood, end quote. There is also no evidence that Fauci was directly involved in this research at all beyond generally running the NIAID. So once again, not his fault, somebody else's fault. Finally, there is no indication that the fetal tissues used in the experiments were quote purchased as the posts claim. Zwick confirmed that the tissues used in the study were donated. The NIH and PA Abortion Control Act expressly forbids entities from profiting off the collection and transfer of fetal cell and tissue donations, Zwick said. Okay, so he is repeating what the regulation says and saying that they didn't do it. And PolitiFact takes him at his word. He said the university follows all federal regulations regarding research using fetal tissues and also follows Pennsylvania's regulations, which Zwick described as, quote, among the most restrictive in the country. End quote. There you go. Because Pennsylvania's laws are so restrictive, it couldn't have happened the way they're saying. Zwick also pointed to a university policy that mandates, quote, no remuneration, compensation or other consideration of any kind may be offered to a woman to consent to the use of fetal tissues for research. Oh, that's so nice that he decided to mention that, even though no one brought it up. Trust the science. You've got to trust the science. Now, this is from uh, Fox News yesterday. Hashtag arrest Fauci trends on Twitter as doctor faces criticism for controversial virus research testing on dogs. Andrew Mark Miller, Fox News yesterday. The phrase hashtag arrest Fauci was trending on Twitter Sunday afternoon in response to multiple controversies surrounding Dr. Anthony Fauci. Twitter users posted the hashtag calling out Fauci, director of the NIAID, over reports that hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars were used to subject dogs to cruel testing before ultimately killing them. The NIAID said in a statement, all animals used in NIH-funded research are protected by laws, regulations, and policies to ensure the smallest possible number of subjects and the greatest commitment to their welfare. Okay, once again, the answer is not, we didn't do this. The answer is, there are regulations that say we should be nice when we do this. Additionally, Fauci has been criticized after a National Institutes of Health official appeared to confirm that taxpayers funded gain of function research on the coronavirus at a lab in Wuhan, China, despite Fauci's repeated claims that that was not the case. In July, Republican Senator Rand Paul called for the Department of Justice to issue a criminal referral against Fauci for lying to Congress about gain of function research funded by the NIH. I will be sending a letter to the Department of Justice asking for criminal referral because he has lied to Congress. We have scientists that were lined up by the dozens to say that the research he was funding was gain of function. The Kentucky Republican told Fox News' Sean Hannity. He is doing this because he has a self-interest to cover his tracks and to cover his connection to the Wuhan lab, Paul continued. Fauci's NIH told Fox News this week that Fauci has been entirely truthful during his testimony on gain of function research. And that is 100% bullshit. And just for further detail on exactly what he has done, this is another article from Fox News, also by Andrew Mark Miller, also from from yesterday. And I'm just going to excerpt it. A report from the White Coat Waste Project that was based off of a Freedom of Information Act request with the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease found that more than four hundred thousand dollars in taxpayer money was spent on canine experiments during which beagles were infected with parasites via biting flies. The project reported that Anthony Fauci's bureaucracy budget in 2021 is an estimated six billion dollars and that documents obtained through FOIA show evidence of a study in which otherwise healthy beagles were treated with an experimental medication before being introduced to biting flies that were carrying a parasite known to be contagious to humans. A new report shows that under Fauci's direction, the NIAID funded painful and deadly experiments on dogs. Fox News Ben Dominic reported in August, adding that records obtained by white coat waste show the dogs endured months of pain. And once researchers were done with them, they were killed. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which houses the NIH, issued the following statement. And I think that Fox News has that backwards. The NIH is above the NIAID. All animals used in NIH-funded research are protected by laws, regulations, and policies to ensure the smallest number of subjects and the greatest commitment to their welfare. We've heard that before, a few minutes ago, still bullshit as an answer. The images of beagles were drawn from a manuscript published in July 2021 in the journal PLOS Neglected Tropical Diseases. The manuscript mistakenly cited support from NIAID when, in fact, NIAID did not support this specific research shown in the images of the beagles being circulated. And I imagine that what they are contesting here is the images and the word specific is doing a lot of work there. This specific research sounds like they're splitting hairs here, maybe even hairs from a human scalp attached to a lab rat. The research described by White Coat Waste Project at the University of Georgia focuses on lymphatic filariasis, a mosquito transmitted parasitic disease that affects millions of people in many countries around the world. Thank goodness we are so charitable that we will torture dogs to help cure a disease from other people around the world that we are just supposed to believe are being tortured by this disease. And we know, by the way, that we have a very powerful antiparasitic called ivermectin. There are also concerns raised about work involving beagles under an NIAID contract for preclinical pharmacology and toxicology services. Under this contract, the contractor conducts testing as required in animal models by the FDA in compliance with good laboratory practice guidelines and in a facility accredited by the association for the assessment and accreditation of laboratory animal care or its equivalent vocal cordectomies conducted humanely under anesthesia may be used in research facilities where numerous dogs are present. This is to reduce noise, which is not only stressful to the animals, but can also reach decibel levels that exceed OSHA allowable limits for people and can lead to hearing loss. Okay. That is still part of the NIH's response, by the way, that is what they are saying. This is, this is them making their best case. All right. We were just told in this paragraph in their response that they were following best practices. Where do we hear that? We hear that in the audits all the time. The cyber ninjas were not following best practices, whereas the risk-limiting audits were following best practices. So therefore, we are supposed to take the idea away that the risk-limiting audits are actually preferable to a full forensic audit done by the cyber ninjas because they're following best practices. Now, people will accept that as an answer. Except the thing is, best practices is just a phrase that people make up and they attribute certain aspects to it. It doesn't mean that's actually the best practice. Who agreed on this? The audit best practices are specifically there to protect the fraudulent voting system. Are we supposed to just accept because it's called a best practice, that it's good? Pass? No. Vocal cordectomies, okay? What they're talking about right there? is that there is an operation performed on the dogs to debark them. It makes it so they cannot bark. Initially, they try to say the barking is stressful to the dogs, and then they back it up by saying, OSHA, the regulatory board, has decided that the dogs are too loud for the humans, so they must be debarked. They couldn't take all that barking of an indication of those dogs knowing that they are trapped in the presence of absolute evil and are about to be tortured. You can't imagine that you got to silence them so that the humans don't have to think about the fact that they are torturing dogs. These people are absolutely deranged, man. It's, it's infuriating. Like my dog is on my lap while I record this. Like I look in his eyes and think about this story and it makes me want to vomit. In a statement to Fox News, Representative Mace said that using taxpayer money to debark, drug and kill beagle puppies is both inhumane and a disgrace to the country. And she's right about that. The one point six, eight million dollars of taxpayer funds to force feed and or inject dozens of beagle puppies with experimental drugs is unnecessarily brutal and gruesome. Dr. Fauci and the rest of the NIH leadership should come forward and explain what the hell is truly going on, Mace added. And we know what's going on. A bunch of mad scientists want to play out all their sick experiments in the world. They think they have a higher purpose and a higher calling all the time. Okay. They think that they are somehow saving humanity. That is utter nonsense. Humanity has survived for thousands of years. So, what we could be saying, right? If there were no torture on the other side of this equation and they could legitimately reduce human suffering, well, that's what they would like to have us believe, at least. That's when it would make sense, right? But there is torture. And where's the proof that this reduces human suffering? Last year, I was talking about epidemiologists and people like Anthony Fauci in terms of the lockdowns and I said that everything that was happening seemed to me like it was this macabre experiment that people who study in these fields have wanted to run in a real-life situation you know when you're in the lab when you're doing theoretical work What you're doing is speculative. You're saying, Hey, I think I have a possible solution to this thing. I think I have a good way that this could work if this situation ever arises. And I imagine if you spend enough time on this sort of subject matter and you are somehow convinced that what you're protecting against will surely happen, you can convince yourself that you have the means by which humanity can be saved if only you were given the opportunity. And so when the opportunity arises, a certain sort of person is going to relish that opportunity. What we saw last year is a bunch of people who have studied things and come to really very dumb conclusions being empowered to try, those con- to try their theories out on the population of the entire world at the same time. And guess who they're going to test their experiments on next? Let's talk about kids. Pfizer reported on Friday that its vaccine is safe and effective for the younger children, ages 5 to 11. FDA is meeting next week. So should we expect kids to start getting vaccinated in November? I would think so, George. You never want to get ahead of the FDA in their regulatory decisions, nor do you want to get ahead of the CDC and their advisors on what the recommended would be but if you look at the data that's been made public and announced by the company the data look good as to the efficacy and the safety the fda and their advisory committee will be meeting next
1: week on october the 26th and then their regulatory decision will be handed over to the cdc likely november 2nd or 3rd so if all goes well and we get the regulatory approval And the recommendation from the CDC, it's entirely possible, if not very likely, that vaccines
0: will be available for children from five to 11 within the first week or two of November. Isn't that such good news? Anthony Fauci, the guy we've been talking about for this entire time, who oversees horrific experiments on animals, including primates and dogs. Thinks it's okay now to encourage subjecting 5 to 11-year-olds to their unchosen participation in a medical experiment on humans by injecting them with an experimental gene therapy to protect them from a disease that can't kill them. Got it? There is absolutely no reason in the world why children need to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. There is no reason why anyone does ultimately, but there's certainly no reason to subject children to this. Children do not die from the coronavirus. Some children have died with the coronavirus. Those children have extreme comorbidities that were already threatening their lives. A healthy child is not going to die from the coronavirus. And if one did somewhere, I'm sorry to have left that person out of the consideration. But this vaccine, in quotes, is already proven to damage the hearts of teenage boys. And there was an article out this morning about how young women are now having heart attacks as young as 22 years old. And it's extremely rare. What could have caused it? This is insane. Every media organization that has this guy on to help him get his story out is part of what's happening. They are absolutely complicit. Listen to George Stephanopoulos. Oh, please tell us the new science, Anthony. His next question after that was a setup so that Anthony Fauci could defend himself about the Wuhan lab stuff. And let's hear from his former boss, Francis Collins.
1: Sorry, Dr. Collins, I do want to interrupt because I think I want to be clear. I'm not I don't need to to get into the nitty gritty about gain of function. This is to say, and I know it's manipulating a virus to make it more pathogenic, but this is to say. That grant money was given to EcoHealth Alliance, that was then, then conducting research in the Wuhan lab, and EcoHealth Alliance violated the terms of its contract by not immediately notifying uh, the NIH of this risky research it was doing. You're just now finding out. So the question is, um, you know, how how can you know what this money is going toward, what kind of research this is going toward? In places like the Wuhan lab, if you're just now finding this out from EcoHealth Alliance, how the U.S. taxpayer dollars was being used.
0: Now, I want to just stop there quickly to note what Pamela Brown on CNN is doing. She just repeated twice, you're just finding this out now. She is giving him a defense. That is what the reporter is doing. That is not reporting. That is not a quest for truth. She is running interference for these sick fucks.
1: Well, EcoHealth did violate the terms of their grant award, but I want to make it really clear, Pam. That's why I started explaining what this term gain of function means. Yes, they did some things they should have told us about, but they did not do the kind of gain of function research that requires
0: special high-level oversight. That's where the confusion arises. Got that? EcoHealth was a very, very, very bad boy and deserves a spanking. They should have told us if only they had told us we would have. uh, We would have. No, we wouldn't have stopped it. We would have. Oh, man. Okay. If they had told us we wouldn't have done a damn thing differently, we would have done exactly the same thing because the truth is we actually did know the whole time. And did you catch that there at the end? They didn't do the kind of gain of function research that requires special level oversight. So, of course, they didn't know. They set up the system and the regulations to make sure that they wouldn't have to ever have to know. Yeah, they messed up. Uh,
1: We are going to hold them accountable.
0: Yes, they messed up. We're going to hold them accountable. We're going to. Say Peter Dashik's name until the public accepts that he's the whole problem and then he'll go away and everything will be fine and I'll enjoy my nice salary and pension for the rest of my life in retirement. Thank goodness Anthony Fauci is still there.
1: They sent us a progress report two years late that they should have sent a while ago and it had information in it that they should have told us about.
0: So he's just incompetent. He accepts that his grantees don't submit their reports for years on end, and knowing what research the grantees are doing, he doesn't think that checking on what they're doing is an issue. Complete incompetence is his defense.
1: But let me be clear: this was in no way, no way connected with the advent of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. And anybody who tries and to we're not those saying dots, that. Okay, good. Okay. And Some we are not we want things. to be clear to our viewers, there is no allegation here from what we know that the virus used in this experiment two years ago in the Wuhan lab is in, in any way connected to COVID nineteen. But what Thank it you. does show what it does show is that there was risky research being conducted in that lab with US taxpayer dollars that the NIH was unaware of and is just now finding out. So it raises the question of what other risky experiments could be going on with taxpayer funding that you don't know about.
0: Does that concern you? And she repeats her defense again in the question. There's risky research happening in this lab that the NIH was unaware of. She is lying so he doesn't have to. She can say it and plead ignorance, and then he doesn't have to actually answer the question or provide a defense because she already provided it for him. This is how all of these interviews go. This is how they get away with it for a very long time, because redeemable communists simply don't want to admit that these people actually are evil. How will history look upon this? When in the history is written, we will win. OK, we will win. And when that happens, these people are going to be held accountable. And in the history books, there will be no discernible difference between what our government has been funding through people like Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci and what the Nazis did. What in the world are we allowing to happen under our noses? Every bit of this is sick. Everyone has to do what they can to make sure this information is known, okay? Please, I mean, even if it's, I don't, I'm not saying share my podcast, share my podcast, I am saying that too, but get this information out there. Put this in front of people. Make them contend with what this is, okay? And speak to them on a moral level. It is not about whether or not they can fact check you. They can fact check one little segment of your claim. They can send you back the PolitiFact when you tell them, hey, this is what happened. And they go, no, it's not. Look at this PolitiFact. That's not what it's about. This needs to get down to the point where it is rooted in morality. Everything that is happening, everything I have described in this podcast is blatantly immoral. Saying that it is for the sake of science does not even scratch the surface. It is not at all an acceptable excuse for what this is and what these people have done. And remember, it is not just that these people are doing these things. It's that these people have done all of these things, which speaks to who they are. And these same people are the ones leading the public health response to the very deadly pandemic. That's the problem. It is the same morality at play in both circumstances. They believe that science can make them gods. All right. That's why the focus on transhumanism in that movement is important. And I know I don't talk about that much. I've invited Joe Allen to come on the podcast. We hung out in South Dakota. I haven't heard back from him. So that's unfortunate. I would like to have him on and hear more about transhumanism from him. But this is why this matters. These people are playing God. That is what they are doing. And it is hubris to think that they have the capacity to make the decisions they're making. These people are absolutely deranged. They are among the most evil people our world knows. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'mYourModerator.Substack.com and the merch site is CancelCouture.com. You can also go direct to that at Shop.Spreadshirt.com slash Cancel-Couture. I'll see you next time. Out on the rain.